Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Chicago is Rebecca Ely. Rebecca is Partner Exempt Organizations and National uh, Exempt Healthcare Tax Practice Leader at RSMUS. And joining us from Minneapolis is Rick Kess, who is Healthcare Senior Analyst and Partner also at RSM. And today we're going to be talking a bit about ESG issues. Uh, first, Rick, Rebecca, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. No, thank you. You're welcome. Good to have you both. Uh, Rick, why don't we start with you? ESG is not quite a mandate for organizations, despite the steam that's behind it these days. Yet in your article, uh, which you published in our magazine, you point out that for at least some healthcare providers, there is significant overlap with compliance requirements, such as in health disparities. Can you explain to our listeners what you meant? Yeah. Um, I'd be glad to. So, you know, I, I agree ESG may not be a mandate quite yet, but a lot of our clients, whether it be from uh, their bond rating agencies or other constituents are being asked about ESG related information. And really what our perspective is there is that a lot of our clients are pulling together data that has elements related to ESG for other reasons, uh, whether it be or their 990 uh, for some of their community benefit reporting disclosures, some of the financial statement information that they're putting together, as well as perhaps information for bondholders, whether it's an official statement or some other continuing disclosure requirement. And really what we're trying to say is you're pulling all this data together, you're finding it, you're putting it, you're disclosing it to the public, Make sure you have a really thoughtful process around how you're doing that so the data is common and consistent across all those different various media points that might be kind of out there, um, as well as make sure that it's, it's complete. Um, I think oftentimes what we find is our clients um, maybe just scratch the surface of what they could really kind of take credit for when it comes to some of the efforts that they're doing around um, trying to you know improve health equity for their community or how they're trying to perhaps trying to change their environmental footprint. Um, you know, they're, they're, there's, there's opportunity for them to really um, take a little bit more credit for what they're doing than, than I think they are today. And, um, you know, we just really think that there's a lot of work that can be done there between making sure it's complete as well as making sure it's consistent across all the different avenues you might find that similar data in. And part of this goes back into the federal tax compliance requirements. And uh, at the start of it, it's really addressing and assessing the needs of the community. And health disparities is part of the needs of the community that needs to be addressed by hospitals and, and other stakeholders. Uh, and so if they can pay attention to this piece of it as part of their overall ESG efforts, and that would tie nicely into not only the tax compliance requirements, um, but also for the other requirements that hospitals may have. You, you mentioned communities there. Um, what about community health? Where does that fit in? Yeah, I think community health is, you know, kind of square in the ESG framework. Um, you know, from, from our perspective, it fits into the yes part of ESG very nicely because you're really looking at the entire society and the group of people that is living within your kind of 
delivery area and saying, well, how do we improve the overall health of this of this community? Um, you know, how do we take things like chronic diseases and really try to educate community members on how to manage chronic diseases better, whether it's diabetes or COPD or some of the other kind of um, consistent things that we hear about that kind of drive healthcare costs. Um, you know, and I think that's really where we we try to center our, our perspective and our, our framework around is really saying, you know, how do you look at the community that you're serving and how do you improve their overall health equity and really how do you improve their, their overall health? And, and I think that ties nicely into what Rebecca was saying about tax compliance and 501R and community health needs assessments and being able to say, what does our community need? Where do we, where are we missing pieces of our healthcare ecosystem, you know, and things of that nature so that we can pull in either our own resources within our health system or other community members within our um, area to say, well, our people need to find uh, healthier food or have better access to exercise or something of that nature. And, and how do we do that? We, we need to partner with some of these other groups. And that's really where this community aspect comes in. And I think Again, that kind of ties really nicely back into the S of the ESG. And in addition to that, so we're in an interesting time because we have all these government programs which are focusing on community health and, and health change, right? So there was the Office of Climate Change and Health Equity where it was the impact of the climate change and the health of the American people uh, was one of their main uh, focuses. And then we have the CMS Innovation Center, where part of their strategic objective was to uh, look at the social determinants of health and, uh, and achieving equitable outcomes uh, through the health quality. And then we can go into the Joint Commission, where they created some new standards related to health equity. And then all of this then can tie back assessing the needs of the community and what can they do to uh, to bridge the gap between any of those health disparities into their uh, community health needs assessment. Well, and you make a good point, both of you through this, is as you go looking at what your organization's doing and done, it makes all of this part and parcel of a coordinated effort and that, you know, when it comes to ESG, not everything is new. There's a lot of leverage to be gained from existing activities. Now, Rebecca, there's a lot of data that is now being collected in this area. Does this overlap with 501R compliance? Oh, absolutely. So let's take a step back, right? So um, 501R was after the requirement for hospitals to have uh, a certain percentage of community benefit or giving back to the community in order to be tax exempt. And then we had 501R layered on top of that, which said, okay, hospital, not only do you have to meet the needs of the community, but then um, in order to monitor this, we're gonna put on some additional requirements. And one of those requirements was a community health needs assessment. And so, in, in, in creating the community health needs assessment, going through and looking at health disparities, ESG, and that data, um, that can be incorporated into the, the assessment plan. 
and then how the hospital is going to address those needs through their implementation strategy, which is also a requirement of 501R, um, then, then those expenses, um, which may be related to ESG and the health disparities, um, can then be collected and be considered um, part of the community benefit percentage that is reported on the uh, Form 990. Yeah, and I think, you know, part of that, you know, really comes back to what kind of data are we measuring here. And I think, you know, for ESG, obviously, we have, you know, the E and ESG from an environmental perspective. And we have clients measuring, you know, when they go through a construction project, how much of the material that they're using was from recycled um, goods and where did the material come from, um, kind of measuring the carbon footprint impact of it. The S part of ESG, I think, again, that ties really nicely back to the CHNA. If you say, okay, um, we're trying to improve the health of our community, and maybe our community has a high rate of diabetes, and, you know, what could we do there? Well, we could measure how often our, our, our patients are coming in for their regular routine visits and how often they're checking in and, and doing things to monitor their, their diabetes um, kind of disease, if you will. And then, you know, obviously the G and ESG, you know, there's a lot of data points that we measure there, whether it be from um, the hospital's governance perspective around the board makeup, like how much of the percentage of their board is from people who actually live in that community and kind of represent the community that they're serving. So, you know, those are probably the main data points that we're measuring, but, you know, there's many, many different places that we can measure data. And one nice thing about ESG and similar to the CHNA is there's there's a framework established around both of those things, but there is an exact, an exact science of what you're trying to do. You're trying to come up with what does ESG or, or the community health needs assessment mean for your organization and how, do, how are we going to use these two concepts to really improve uh, the community that we're serving as well as, you know, our overall kind of society. So I'd say those are probably the main points of data that we're continuing to kind of track and work with our clients on. And you made the point that there is a, a prescribed way of doing things, which makes sense given that every organization is going to be different and their communities are different. Uh, Rebecca, let me go back to you. How does this fit in with what needs to be reported on the 990 form for nonprofits? Sure. So uh, part of the data that's captured on the Form 990 Schedule H um, are the percentage of the expenses that were for community benefit um, compared to uh, uh, the, the hospital's overall expenses. Um, part of community benefit is uh, reporting on community health improvement services and community benefit operations. So if those expenditures and uh, the, 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 the expenses uh, for, for those various activities were part of the community health needs assessment, then uh, those expenses can be reported on the Form 990 as part of the hospital's community benefit. And if they go into areas you know, to address ESG and the environment and, and the, the community um, that maybe this year the hospitals did not include as part of their uh, 
CHNA um, or their implementation strategies. And those expenses are not lost and not accounted for, reported out to the public. Those expenses can be reported on the Form 990 as what is called a community building activity. And so those are any expenses that a hospital may engage in to protect or improve the community's health or safety, but they don't quite yet meet the defined definition of a community benefit for Form 990 purposes. And again, all of these can tie back together to the requirements that um, are, are, are the, the focus of governing agencies and then also the reporting back with ESG. Now, in the uh, minute or so we have left, uh, ESG is evolving. It's going to continue to evolve. What should healthcare providers start planning for for the next and for the future? You know, I think here we really, again, tying back things we hear about um, in other areas is, you know, our consumer at the healthcare provider, our consumers are changing. What they want is changing, um, you know, whether it be because, you know, there's this consumerization of the healthcare ecosystem um, or what have you. But I think the consumer is looking at, okay, the ESG related data that you're describing to me, that's important to me. I want to know that I'm going to a health system that, that supports the community that I live in that has similar values that I have, um, that cares about the same things that I care about. You know, and same, same with investors, whether it be through bond investors or otherwise, uh, donors, if you have a large philanthropic operation, as well as, you know, your employees. Um, employees are starting to look at this related information and saying, you know, hey, if my organization isn't focused on ESG-related uh, activity, do I really want to work there? And kind of where we're at from a labor environment perspective, especially in healthcare, you know, that part of this equation may be one of the more important pieces of it is how do we really engage our employees into this overall effort? So I think those are really the areas where we think um, our clients are really focused on and trying to figure out, like, how do we really lean into this and use it for our advantage versus just a compliance exercise that might be out there? Well, Rick, Rebecca, thank you for taking us through this really fascinating conversation of what's an emerging area that I think we're going to see a lot more activity in. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletow from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <music>